Rusty Quill presents. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Wake of Corrosion, Season 2, Episode 7, Dust and Quiet. This is Professor Ryan of Bunker A12. This is a public broadcast to any survivors out there. Before I begin, please be aware that I advise listener discretion going forward as some of the content of this broadcast can be unsettling or disturbing. Since our last broadcast, I've been able to speak with the engineers of A12 regarding Jim. They, well, they didn't remember. No, that's that's the wrong word. They didn't know. They didn't know who I was talking I showed them the recordings of his voice and not one of them, not one of them recognised his voice at all. And as you well know, survivors, it's not as though Jim's voice isn't recognisable. I find this deeply confusing and in a sense, concerning. I worry that perhaps Jim is lying to Elliot for some reason, but also that, well... Look, I've been keeping something from you for long enough now, but... I feel as though I must share this with you now. I fear it has the potential to get wildly out of hand and jeopardise the safety of our community and, in turn, the broadcast. Over the past week or so, we've had an incident here at A12, something that is threatening all we hold dear. I have a recording from when we were first made aware of it. In fact, I was attempting to record some residents sharing their stories of lives before all of this, when we were interrupted quite suddenly. So, five years I'd spent studying for this job, and, of course, on the day of my graduation, of all days, it kicks off, doesn't it? Anyway, before that, we'd been thinking about... What on earth? It came from the corridor behind you. Yes, I'm, I'm not sure if we should be heading that way. Ryan, this is our home. We can't ignore that. We need to know that we're safe. No, but... Oh, God! Please, please, everyone, just just hold on a second. Oh, my God. Is it me, or is it getting cold? That's what I feared. Please, everyone, just take a step back. What even is that? I don't think we should be near here. Is that... 
Is that something moving Jess, move back, move back now. We have to close up this corridor. You go back into the cafeteria. I'll go this way. Bolt the door, Jess. Bolt it and wait for the engineers. But, Ryan, it... Just do it! This is Professor Ryan. We require the engineering team at Corridor 2A. There is a potential Category 4 hazard present. I repeat, engineering team to Corridor 2A. Category 4 hazard. Oh, Jesus. Hurry up! Hurry up! Can you confirm that the area is sealed? Over. Aye, George, I can, but the, the wall is like, severely damaged. I copy that. We'll be there shortly. This is Chief Engineer Gilbert here. We request that all residents of Bunker 812 return to their dormitories effective immediately. This is imperative for your safety and the safety of others that you do so immediately. I repeat, all residents of Bunker 812. Following this, I turned my recorder off. As you know, survivors, that was nearly a week ago now. And we're still unable to use Corridor 2A. The remaining engineers, George and Frankie, have been returning to a compromised area each day to try and seal it up. I was able to speak to George and gain some insight into his thoughts on the matter. There's been a lot of upset here since the incident, and no one quite knows what it is. But a lot of people are very concerned, and rightly so, unfortunately. Whilst I don't think it's getting any worse, the fact that something like this is here and becoming a problem needs to be addressed. I feel it's only right that we discuss this matter further on the broadcast. If if it is that someone out there has a similar experience and is able, perhaps, to offer a solution, then, well, I think we all know. I've invited George, the lead engineer, to join us for today's broadcast and hopefully shed some light on the situation. Over to you, George. Okay, um, where do I begin with this thing? I'll start with the physical damage first, shall I? Keep it straightforward for now. Hey, I, I, you know, I think that's for the best. Alrighty. Uh, We're in corridor 2A, approximately a quarter of the way down from the cafeteria. A large crack in the wall. It's only a couple of millimetres wide at most, but it does stretch the entire length of the wall and across approximately one metre of the concrete floor. For now, I'm not overly concerned that the crack itself poses any structural threat to the bunker, so long as it gets no worse. Cracks like this are relatively harmless, and the widest section is only very short. What does concern me is what's visible inside the crack and coming out of it as well. You have to bear in mind here, I'm viewing all this through the screen of a hazmat suit. While they are pretty clear on the whole, this isn't through the naked eye. When we first entered the sealed area of Corridor 2A, Frankie immediately noted that the radiation levels had increased. The Geiger counters built into our suit spiked almost immediately. These levels aren't too troubling, but I wouldn't say it'd be safe to spend a while in there. Not unless you want a healthy dose of radiation sickness. They're stable though, and haven't fluctuated more than a few counts per minute at most. So there's that to contend with rendering the corridor unusable until we find the source of the radiation and remove it. There's also the matter of the airborne particles that seem to be present in the area. These are similar in size to dandelion seeds. Upon first inspection, they were visibly disturbed by our movement in the area. However, after further observation and tests, it's clear that these airborne particles appear to move of their own volition. Of course, this is one of the more troubling aspects of the compromise, and and yes... 
We have deemed it a Category 4 compromise, as you stated in your initial communication to us. As such, we have set up appropriate quarantine wash stations and temporary airlock tents in the South Corridor entrance. So far, we haven't discovered any of these particles present in any other area of the bunker. Therefore, I'm inclined to believe that you and Jess were able to seal the area before any escaped. There's also the matter of the crack itself. It's incredibly dark there. Unnaturally so, in fact. Even in the torchlight provided by our suits, designed as such to illuminate an area for work, it remains dark. It's as though there's something in there, something completely black blocking the light. We've yet to assess how potentially hazardous interacting further with the crack could be, and as such we have no more information to share regarding our light being blocked. Finally, is the matter of the sounds coming from inside the crack. Under the thick layer of our suits, it was hard to pick out at first, but once we noticed them, we brought in some recording equipment to help identify the sounds. I have it with me if you'd like to share it. I think it's for the best. After all, transparency can only help us in discovering more. Very well. Okay, it's all sealed up and the recorder's on. All right, let's move up to the site. We should switch these counters off. Don't want it messing with our audio. Good call, Frankie. Let's not linger, though. Hey, I'm getting a reduced temperature reading here, George. It's 12 degrees. Going to 11. Monitor that, Frankie. Let's get that recording, though, all right? On it. Jeez, you weren't kidding. It's on 7 degrees already. Colder near the void site. Void, huh? Is that what we're calling it now? Well, there's certainly no light coming in or out of that thing still. So... All right, I think that'll do it for now. We can listen to it back at the office. Huh. One of those moats is following me. Excuse me? Uh, Yeah, I I know. It's following me. Each time I step, it's following along. Let me see. It's on my gauntlet. Look. Frankie, Frank, get that thing off you. It's not going to get through the suit, George. We don't know that. I'm not losing another person, Frankie. All right. All right. There was no need to bring that up. She removed it from her suit. We decontaminated and left. Does that recording... Does it help? I take it you've not been listening to the broadcast then, George. Um, no. I don't have time for that, I'm afraid, Ryan. Uh, Well, in an earlier entry, Elliot, one of the two brothers we've been following was trapped somewhere by a creature out there. Uh, During that recording, there was a sound not too dissimilar from the one you captured here. Seriously? What was it? Ah, see, I'm afraid we still don't know. Although we can't deny that there are similarities to human speech, sounds and, well, screams in there, wouldn't you say? Look, Ryan, I'm not really one to speculate. A lot of things can sound like screaming or people talking. You know that, surely? I do, but we have to look at the evidence here. And what sense does it make for a crack in the wall to be filled with voices? Well, what sense does it make for a moat of dust to be following Frankie? And we all know what you've seen out there. I think this world stopped making sense a good while ago. I just think we should be careful about making assumptions, that's all. 
you start saying all these things about hearing people's voices trapped in a wall or whatever, and, you, and you're going to start getting people more worried than they need to be. Hysteria. And we all know where that goes. You're right, George. There's a thin line we must tread between speculation and fact. Believe me, as a scientist, it's been the bane of my life for a good while now. Yeah, well, just be careful, Ryan, all right? You too, George. You too. Keep me updated on the void site. I'm still not calling it that. I'll be honest with you, survivors. I'm quite afraid. I always thought of the events the brothers experienced as quite separate to Bunker A12. Despite knowing full well that what's happening outside is the reason we're in here. I think I was just living in a sort of blissful ignorance that it could happen anywhere. I've not slept... Well, since that first day when we discovered the crack, and I can't see that changing anytime soon. Even if we were able to deal with it, the safety of A12 has forever been compromised. I'm questioning whether we're better off in here or out there at this point. I suppose only time will tell. At least in here we have each other and all the resources we could need for a good while. Let us continue with the brother's story. We begin with a short recorded entry from Roman before we move on to the brothers recording together. It's uh, it's been a while since I've done one of these. Um, Elliot's looking at some maps in what I think is a recreational room. I, I know what he's doing. He's planning where we're going to go next, isn't he? Typical. The boy complains about being outside, crying about being surrounded by nightmares and constantly on the verge of a mental breakdown. And then the first chance he gets of safety, he wants to bolt. And I know why he's doing it. He doesn't want me here wallowing about my family. Like I'm not allowed time to grieve. Like he doesn't want to grieve. As though they aren't part of his extended family. God damn. Makes me so angry just to think about what must be going through his stupid little head. To justify the way he's been. If I'm leaving this place, it's going to be on my terms. This bunker is like... It's like a maze. There's all these rooms branching off, all these corridors, and like Elliot said, it's partly new, partly old. So what, right? So I think old Jim doesn't know who or what's going on in here. He didn't even know we were here until we were already in a section near to him. There could be other people in here, right? People who are perhaps trapped in a different section? Or perhaps they're not even aware Jim is here. Maybe they're too scared to leave where they're held up. I don't know why I'm trying to justify this to myself, but I need this. I need to be certain they're not here. That's the only way I'm moving on. I haven't drank since I woke up. I know I shouldn't have had as much as I did, but... Oh, well, shit. Shit's bad, right? God, I feel stupid recording this. I need to tell Elliot what I'm doing. He can plan our next steps all he wants, but I'm not going anywhere until I've scoured this place. Whoa. What the... What was that? Was that from here? But it's recording and... Why did the lights flicker? Hey! Jim! Hello? Oh, Jesus. (gasps) Roman! Roman, are you okay? Uh, I think so. What's up? Why did you call me? 
Did the lights just flicker for you? And did you hear anything? Uh, no, and no, just you shouting me. For fuck's sake. What's up? You look like you've seen a ghost, man. No, I think I heard one. In the recording, whilst I was recording. That... what? Wait, you heard a ghost? Yes, I heard something coming from here. It sounded like a person. It sounded like someone calling for help. Play it back. The next recording takes place sometime after. Fuck, fuck, fuck. How did this happen? It's fine. I mean, really, this place can only be so big. You said it yourself. (laughs) Roman, it's like a goddamn maze. Exactly. Always an entrance and an exit. It's just going to take some time. Fuck! Jim! Hello, Jim, can you hear us? Didn't work before. It's not going to work now. How are we lost? Just how? We're supposed to be safe inside a bunker and we're somehow lost and I swear, if these lights flicker one more time... Chill. Right? Chill. It's fine. Sure. Chill. Yeah, I'll, I'll just chill, shall I? It didn't make a change, to be fair. Screw you. Screw this. All of this. BS. I'm sick of it. What? The end of the world? You're sick of the end of the world? Aw, oh, poor little you. No, no, I'm sick of this bunker. I'm sick of these walls, of these floors, of these ceilings, these crappy lights that can't seem to decide whether they want to be on or not. I'm sick of the smell, the taste in the air, and all the dust, and there's... Nothing here, Roman. There's no one here. It's just me, you, and Jim, and a whole load of dust and quiet. Thanks for the vote of confidence, Al. They are not here. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. There's no one else in here. Hell, I don't even know if Jim is in here anymore. We've been lost for... We've been lost for so long. Roman... Roman, where are you going? If you're so adamant that no one's in here, let's go then. Just... just like that? What do you mean, just like that? Yes, just like that. You clearly don't care about finding them. You'd rather just be back out there for some idiotic reason. So let's go. What are we waiting for? I mean, it's not like we've both been hearing cries for help coupled with flickering lights now, is it? No, not at all. Because that would definitely be a sure sign there's something more going on in here. Look, I'm... I'm sorry, alright? I just... I feel trapped in here. And I'm just trying to be realistic. (laughs) You? Realistic? Are you kidding me? You live in a daydream land, staring off into the distance. That's not... That's not true. Oh, God, it's so hard to explain to you what I... Is that the cafeteria? Oi, what? What? Yeah, Yeah, it is. Oh, holy shit. Roman, I think I know where we are. Well, would you look at that? Maybe your little hissy fit wasn't all in vain after all. That wasn't a... <sighs> Never mind. Right, which way did Jim take us back from here? Uh, left-hand side. Uh, then up the ramp, wasn't it? Holy... That was from in there? That was behind the cafeteria door. Should we... Uh, I don't... I don't think we should... Roman? Fuck, that's cold. No, 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 no. We've got to go. Close that door. Oh, oh my oh, god! Oh, oh, no! Holy. 
I've never seen so many. My, my, my hand. My hand. My Stop. Hand. Stop hand. saying. Is that a... Is that Shadow? Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. Get it off. Why won't it go away? Why won't it go away? Shh. shh, shh. It's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Just calm down. No, is, no, is it hurting? No, no, no. But I, I can feel them. I can feel my missing fingers. It's okay. It, it's okay. No, 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 no. It's not, Roman. It's not okay. Roman? Roman, they're all looking at us. The, the shadows. Roman, they're staring at us. It's gone. The shadow on my hand is gone. What the fuck was that? Where did they go? I can't see. Everything's white. What? Blink. Rub your eyes or something. It's not doing anything. Oh, God. Fuck. Fuck, I don't know what to do. Just just give me a second. Robert, what should I... What's happening around us? The... The shadows, they've all turned and looked at us, even the children. Then then there was that awful noise and everything turned white for a moment before there was nothing, including the weird shadow version of my missing fingers. But now, now there's just dust. Just... Dust and quiet. Yeah. Ironically. That's not the only thing, though. Everything that was in the room, everything that was left over, it's deteriorated. All the food that was rotting away has turned to nothing, or more likely is the dust that's in the air. And all the tables and the chairs are either rotten messes or rusted skeletons. You're having a laugh, right? No, no, I'm seriously not. The only light in the room is coming from the corridor and the open door behind us, so it's not the brightest room, but seriously... That's what I can see. Fuck. What has happened to us? It's coming back. Your eyesight? No, Elliot. My memory of November 1989. Yes, Elliot. My eyesight. All right. All right. Jesus. Seriously, though. I'm so freaking glad about that. I was mad scared for a second then. You're telling me. I was worried I'd have to be your visual guy for the rest of your life. Oh, fuck. You weren't kidding. Yeah. It doesn't even smell the same in here now. It's more like a metallic smell than a sweet, rotting one. That'll be those metal chairs. Do you think it affected us? In what way? Well, we've seen these things before, haven't we? Well, things like this. It gets cold and shit goes weird. And we've seen the after effects of the things changing so rapidly. Aging, you mean? If that's what it even is. It's just... Oh, God, I can feel my heart pounding. Every other time we've encountered those shadows, they've always had repeating actions. Something that we've never been able to stop or interfere with. But then... Then, they acted differently. They turned, and they looked at us. Are you sure that wasn't their repeated action, though? Don't forget, Jim said this happened when he stepped into the room. Everyone was here one moment, and gone the next. Surely everyone didn't turn to look at him, though, did they? I mean, I can't imagine him making a grand entrance to everyone eating their food. Weirder things have happened. Ugh, truth. Well then, bro, what's next? I I think I've got my vision back fully. Well, we still don't know if there are any other effects on us. You know, any ones that we can't see. It's not like we can do anything about that, though, is it? 
I suppose you're right. Unfortunately. I just worry. Ah, oh, shit. Luke. Oh dear, that's not good. Yeah, let's head back to Jim and hope that the crack doesn't get any worse. Is it even safe to be in here anymore? <laughs> if one crack is going to threaten an entire bunker, then someone seriously messed up building this place. I, I don't mean that, though. I mean, what just happened, it could happen again, or it could spread to the rest of the bunker. You're really desperate to leave, aren't you? Look, I just don't see the point in hanging around somewhere like this. There is nothing here for us. Fine. Let's find Jim, grab our things, and go then, shall we? Do you think he'll come with us? Who knows? Survivors, as we're discovering this together, I'm quite aware that the situation Elliot and Roman now find themselves in is a difficult one, but not too dissimilar from our own. I'm interested to see what else happens in Bunker A7. From what I can tell, it seems as though the event there is much more severe than our own. But listening to the sounds from that recording, I can't help but be reminded of the one here. It concerns me, but perhaps their experiences here could give us some insight to our own fate. Maybe even a warning. More importantly, though, during that last piece of evidence I received an incoming communication from Claire. It seems as though she's arrived at Ralford and has a great deal to tell us. As the site itself is quite large, I've given her some directions to the main building and the possible location of what we're looking for. Once she's made it there, I shall share with you her return response to me. Until then, don't wander in the dark. Survivors, just one last message from me. If you'd like to support us here at Bunker A12, to help us keep sharing the stories of our shattered world with you, then please consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wake of corrosion. There are plenty of extra insights available there, as well as Letters to Shadows, a monthly series of additional stories from other survivors like yourselves. Any contributions will be hugely beneficial to help keep us from wandering in the dark. Before the credits, I'd like to give a shout out to our very generous Patreon subscribers at the A12 resident tier and above. Indike, Laurel, Nath, Paul, Trace, AJ Pumpkin, Austin Danger, and Twiglets. Thank you all very much. Thank you for listening. For news and updates, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wake of Corrosion. Wake of Corrosion was written, directed, and produced by Sean Pellington, with voice acting from Kieran Walsh as Professor Ryan, Lee Pellington as Roman, Sean Pellington as Elliot, Brianne Leeson as Claire, Harlan Guthrie as Jim, Phil Jankowskis as George, Jess Syret as Frankie, with Jess Syret Harlan Guthrie and Nathan Lunsford as additional bunker residents. Title and credits read by Adele Cliff. Our introduction theme, Shadowlands 5, Antichamber, and outro theme, Phantasm, were created by Kevin MacLeod, sourced from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. 
both pieces have been reduced from their originals with fade-out, added voiceover, and radiostatic effects. Morse code SFX, courtesy of Stephen C. Phillips of morsecode.world. All other sound effects are self-recorded from soundsnap.com or zapsplat.com. For our full list of credits, please visit the website in our show notes. Thank you again for listening.